Hello, listening in a digital age students. This is another installment of the mini podcast done by me, Glorianne Schott. I'm always curious, what have you been listening to and what have you learned about listening? As we begin chapter two, looking at types and competencies in listening, the authors tell you that listening competency is very important. And it kind of cracks me up a little bit the way they tell you that it's important. Uh, They immediately cite the National Communication Association, the NCA. (laughs) So to me, that's kind of like, it's really important because your mother said so. So they're giving you the highest authority and why it's important, the National Communication Association. And so they break it down into two types of competencies that are very important, literal comprehension and critical comprehension. So literal is to identify the primary ideas, and then critical comprehension is to identify biases, unique perspectives, and organizational patterns. Graham and Bodie came up with their top 10, and this is based on the research that they did, on the top 10 uh, traits associated with listening competency. And these are uh, on table 2.1 or on page 23 of your text. And those traits are attentiveness, understanding, perceptiveness, empathy, responsiveness, open-mindedness, reflectiveness, supportiveness, cooperativeness, and alertness. So as we're going further into looking at effective listening, the issue of fidelity comes up. And fidelity has to do with the fit, how closely what I'm saying and what I am thinking in my head as far as the meaning and how closely uh, that is to what you're thinking and how close they are. Like, are they, if we were to draw a circle of of what I'm trying to say and you're listening and you draw your own circle, if we put them together, would they match up exactly? Or would they be off by a little or would they be off by a lot? So let's try this little exercise on fidelity as far as listening. And so don't have your book open at this point, but I'm gonna give you a description, something to draw out on a piece of paper. So. If you have to pause and get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, what should I draw what I have for you here? Okay. Do you have your paper? Do you have your pen? Alrighty. Start at the top of the page and draw a rectangle. And underneath the rectangle, draw a triangle, but draw it upside down from how you would normally draw it. So the long line is across the top and have it touch the rectangle. And then coming off that triangle at the bottom of the tip, um, just to the left, draw a square. And then to the right of that square, uh, matching up in size, draw a triangle with the long side touching the square. And then to the right of that triangle on the tip, the angle, um, have a, draw a triangle in which the long side is on the right side and the tip is touching 
the triangle that is next to the square. See how, see how fun this gets? Okay, and then the next thing is go to the bottom right corner of the square and draw a elongated triangle. So those are my instructions. So when you've done that, go ahead and go to figure 2.1 in your text or page 24 and take a look and how close did you get? Wolven and Coakley introduce us to five types of listening, and they are about types of listening that have different purposes. So here's an overview of that. Let's take a listen to how some people <laughs> listen in their daily interactions with others. The other day, my mom calls me on the phone and she's babbling about whatever it was. And I was just like, I have got to use the bathroom. She's constantly babbling on the phone. So I put the phone down on the counter, went to the bathroom, washed my hands, let the dogs out, came back, and she was still talking on the phone. So how would you feel if you were Joe's mom? Maybe you'd be proud that he remembered to wash his hands. But be honest, you'd probably be a little hurt, maybe offended, if you found out someone just did that to you. Now, Joe's not a bad guy, and he's probably even a good listener. And I can already tell in 30 seconds if I'm going to like the conversation or not. When he wants to be, just like the rest of us. In fact, all of these people are talking about the same thing, listening. In a culture where people don't, it's very hard for them to listen. As soon as someone begins to speak, they're thinking, what can I say about this? How does this relate to me? I think a good listener knows when to talk and when not to talk. People aren't listening. They're already, they're ready to, you know, interrupt and bring in their, their next comment, show how smart they are. And they're talking about their experiences as a listener or being listened to or their frustrations. And if you talk to enough people, you begin to realize that it's not really about being a good listener or a bad listener at all. It's about the different ways that we listen. Now, in the big picture, there are two different ways we can focus our attention when listening. First, we can focus on the objective information presented, the facts, the logic, the ideas. But we can also focus our attention on the feelings within the conversation, like excitement, distress, anxiety, humor. And while it's certainly possible to do both, our limited attention, priorities, and old habits often seem to push us in a certain direction. Now, even within this focus, there are different ways to listen. For instance, we can listen in a receiving mode, where our goal is just to take all of the information in. This is called discerning listening. But there are other times when our goal is to understand the information that we're hearing on a deeper level. This is called comprehensive listening. At other times, we are looking to judge what we hear. Fittingly, this is called evaluative listening. Of course, we do spend a great deal of energy at work listening for objective information. But at times, we may also find a need to listen on an emotional level. Now, listening with a feeling focus, we can take a more receptive mode, sitting back, enjoying and appreciating the interaction.
This is, in fact, called appreciative listening. Now, there are other times when we are not just in a receiving mode, but are looking to understand the feelings that have been expressed. This is called empathic listening. So, these are the five listening approaches. As you can probably guess, there are different situations that call for each of them. What we need to understand about ourselves, however, is which ones are most comfortable and natural for us. The trick, of course, is to know when your natural tendencies are called for, or, on the other hand, when you will need to stretch yourself towards an approach that is not so natural. Now, this type of stretching isn't easy, but with a little practice, people repeatedly find that it has a profound impact on their relationships and how they understand the world around them. To review, the woven Coakley listening taxonomy, the types of listening include discriminative, which is listening beyond the content and into the emotion, because including both gives us the full meaning of the message. Comprehensive, listening to understand, remember, and retain, especially during interruptions. Can you hold on to it? Critical, listening to comprehend and evaluate very important in a democracy like ours. Appreciative, listening for cognitive stimulation and enjoyment. I hope you are doing that on a regular basis. Therapeutic, diagnostic listening by a qualified medical personnel. And then empathic, trying to understand the other's point of view. What do you listen to? when you want to listen to something that you're just going to appreciate just for the pleasure of it. I listen to quite a lot of different things. Music, of course, is one of them. Elocution used to be such a bigger thing, and that is going to listen to somebody speak, and their speech is very well practiced. Perhaps you've listened to the Moth Radio Hour or podcast where people get up and tell their stories. Uh, I enjoy listening to people's stories. Um, perhaps you saw at the inauguration, um, the, the poet got up and uh, um, elocuted, very lovely, um, her poem. And so that is an important thing. So one of the things when I think about appreciative listening is I think back to many years ago, I think I was still an undergraduate at USM in the 80s um, when this <laughs> when this came out on the simpsons i'm going to play a little bit of it once upon the midnight dreary while i pondered weekend weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore while i nodded nearly napping suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and its separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly had I sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. 
I don't know if you've heard that, um, but that is The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. And to me, nobody can do it like James Earl Jones. You know, the guy who is uh, from the Star Wars voice of Darth Vader and also this is CNN. Uh, so that would also make it on my appreciative uh, list of things that I like to listen to. So it isn't all music. So I'm curious, uh, and perhaps we'll see this in the discussion forums come up, is uh, what do other people like to listen to just for the sheer appreciation of it, you know, besides music? Okay, who can relate to this? Somebody is talking to you and you have to decide how much energy you have or how much energy you need <laughs> to give to this listening act. I know as a mom, <laughs> I sometimes only half listen. I know that I have adult children, and even now they only sometimes half listen. I've been in this situation too many times to count. I give an assignment in class and I repeat it and sometimes I repeat it several times. Maybe you've been the student in class who hears the assignment and writes it down and then one of your classmates raises their hand and says, so what was the assignment? <laughs> this happens in life. We have to um, put energy into our listening. So Vance like comes up with different levels of listening. So the first level is passive. Um, and this one is when someone sits quietly while the other person uh, talks um, and there's really not a lot of energy spent into comprehending the meaning of a message. The second level is responsive listening, um, which we could also call as responding. So responding, um, it's kind of a type of pseudo listening and I will confess I do that to my if you don't tell them, I do that to my children on the phone in particular, maybe you do too. Uh, well, not to your children, <laughs> but to your friends or to your parents. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Oh, wow. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. You know, we have those things that we just utter, but we're not really actively engaged in the conversation. So then we have selective listening and that the listener's brain is engaged, but only listening to the things that support one's agenda. So we're hearing the things that we like to hear, but we're not hearing the things that we may disagree with. And this comes into play when say we are listening to a news report or, or somebody is explaining something to us and we think, oh yes, that's correct because that supports my underlying beliefs. And then we just kind of don't hear all the rest of it. And so um, that can be an issue in selective listening. Then we have attentive listening and this type of listening um, is more analytical. It's listening for the main points. You may start to organize things in your, in your brain you may even be tempted to pull out a piece of paper and jot some things down in an orderly fashion because you are organizing them um, with your brain. And doing this allows for uh, your interest and curiosity of where the listener is going uh, in, their, in their message. The fifth 
level is active listening. I'm sure you have heard that expression that you need to be doing active listening. (laughs) And so this is when all of your listening abilities are being used. You are um, looking for the person's feelings, um, their emotional content, their um, connotative and denotative content. Um, And you might even use paraphrasing to keep the conversation going. So what I'm hearing you say is, so that is um, another level. And then um, the final level is empathic listening. And so we're listening to understand the other person's frame of reference. We're not just gathering information, but we're also focused on understanding the other person's feelings. And so to be an effective listener, you want to be aware of where your level is, what the message, what kind of energy. If you think about them as an energy from uh, one to six and you think, well, I'm hearing this message and uh, it's an important message and it really deserves six, but I'm at a two. um, You can try to ramp up your own energy and listening to the conversation. As I conclude this short podcast on chapter two, take a look at the cartoon that's on page 40 of your textbook. It has a man and woman and they're walking into a TED talk. And so there's a sign that says TED talks. And the woman turns to the man and says, I wonder if TED ever listens. Such a good point because listening is so important. Is so important, and Ted wouldn't be Ted if it wasn't for all the listeners. So, as we conclude this chapter, to be an, a truly effective listener, we must make strategic choices about what types of listening is needed and what depth of listening is needed in every listening situation. Our decisions will be based on the context we find ourselves in, our relationship with the other person, and our assessment of the needs of the other party. The next chapter, we're going to skip ahead to chapter nine, because we're going to go over the type of listening that you've been doing most of your life, and that is academic or educational listening. There's a lot there. Um, It's one of my favorite chapters. I hope it is for you too. Mm -hmm.